Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Swung on a chopper to first. In the right field, a base hit. Around third is Miller coming home. A Zokar's throw to the plate. Not in time. Miller scores with a slide. And Stephen Quad has his first major league walk-off base hit. And Cleveland with its first walk-off win of the year. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? It's now time for the Locker Room Show. Brought to you by Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. Bellevue Hospital. Domino's Pizza. Fisher Titus Medical Center. The Law Offices of Harwood and Niedermeyer. Noble Sports and Trophies. And Westside Sunoco on 95.3 WLKR. All right, folks, good morning. Welcome to the Locker Room Show. It is 9.02 here at the Radio Ranch in Milan, 50 degrees. And uh, just welcome to the show. We've got a good show planned for you here today. i got Zach Dahl with me here today. Uh, good morning, Zach. Good morning. How you doing? Pretty good, I would say. Uh, yesterday, just more or less chilled out. And uh, I always love going to my favorite bar in town. Got me a bacon cheeseburger. Oh, yeah, there That's, you go. I haven't had one in like a year, so <laughs> that was just... Felt American yesterday. <laughs> Speaking of American, there's nothing more American than NASCAR, right? Oh, of course. You know it. It's um, America's sport for sure. One of the, the top sports here in the country. With us right now from the Motor Racing Network, Mike Bagley. And we're glad to have him on the show. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? Doing great, fellas. How you doing? We're uh, hanging in there. Uh, not bad weather here today in the uh you know, uh, North Central Ohio area for sure. And uh, NASCAR, the Cup Series, uh, the series uh, all headed to uh, Darlington this weekend. And uh, it's it's a cool uh, race, a uh, cool racetrack uh, called uh, Too Tough to Tame. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of tell us a little bit about uh, Darlington and some of the challenges that the uh, drivers are going to face this weekend. Well, this is this is probably NASCAR's most legendary racetrack. I know a lot of people think NASCAR, they think Daytona and the Daytona 500. This was actually NASCAR's first super speedway. Uh, it's been on the schedule since 1950. And with the abrasive nature of the racetrack, it's quite a handful. The drivers really have to manage what they do on the track. They have to manage their tires. If they race too hard, tires will burn up too quickly. And then, you know, they've got to come back for new tires. And it's all about management. This is a thinking driver's racetrack. And um, it's always amazing to watch drivers adjust their skill sets, adjust what they do on the racetrack to accommodate this place. It's just basically this is the Wrigley Field of NASCAR. This is the oldest place that we go to, one of the oldest places, but it's got so much legend to it. It's got so much history and lore. It's always a treat when we're able to come here to South Carolina to come to Darlington. Hey, Mike, it's Zach here. Uh, I run a lot of the NASCAR here on our sister station, K96, and ever since 2020, uh, it's been one of my favorite things to watch. I wanted to ask you, uh, who is your favorite going into Darlington, and do you have a favorite paint scheme? For everyone that doesn't know, they're having a throwback weekend, so William Byron will be running a Jeff Gordon scheme. Uh, you have a few drivers like Ross Chastain running a uh, Dale Senior scheme. I wanted to know uh, what possibly might be your favorite throwback you've seen so far. Well, you, you just actually touched on one of them. Uh, you mentioned Ross Chastain. He's in the one car, and he, along with his teammate Daniel Suarez of Trackhouse Racing in the 99 car, they're actually running Coca-Cola throwback paint schemes 
to when Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Dale Earnhardt Jr. ran those paint schemes decades ago in an exhibition race in Japan. One car, Ross's car, will be black. Daniel's car will be red. And Coca-Cola on the quarter panels, and it really is taking us back to that time and place because that was the first time Dale Jr. and Dale Sr. really raced against each other. Um, that's quite the trip down memory lane. You mentioned all the paint schemes. Everybody has them, and it just depends on where you are in the years that you follow the sport. When you look at these paint schemes, it does take you back to that time and place. And uh, it's always a special weekend when we come to Darlington, but now they move throwback weekend to the spring. Um, and it's always fun to, you know, see the Hall of Famers walking around, see those paint schemes from days and years gone by, and just stop and reminisce and remember of some of the good times that have happened in yesteryear. And I know Zach asked uh, about uh, your, your, one of your favorites, Mike. Uh, who, who, do you, who do you like at Darlington this weekend? I like the Hendrick Motorsports cars. Uh, I've yet to pick which one, but with what they've been doing this year, Chevrolet has been taking it to them this year. Uh, Ford and Toyota seem to be challenging or having challenges right now. So you've got William Byron, you've got Kyle Larson, you've got Chase Elliott, and you've got Alex Bowman. I'm leaning more towards Elliott and Byron, and um, I'm thinking that perhaps maybe, again, Hendrick Motorsports can claim victory. If they do, it'll be their 15th time that they've won here. But I would say your winner is probably going to come out of the Hendrick Motorsports ranks. We're talking with Mike Bagley here from the Motor Racing Network, uh, previewing Darlington this weekend. You can hear it on our sister channel, K96, uh, starting at 2.30 on Sunday. You're listening to the Locker Room Show here on 95.3 WLKR. And, uh, Mike, uh, looking at this season, if you could kind of, you know, sum it up uh, in, in a few words or, you know, in a couple sentences, how would you describe this season so far in the Cup Series? Well, it's been full of a lot of unknowns. We have a brand-new race car, and with that, we've had some folks that have performed like we thought. We've had some surprises. Um, we mentioned Ross Chastain a moment ago. He's won two races. He's won two of the last six. He's been running up front, whereas before that hasn't been the case. But we've also had drivers that have had some challenges this year. Denny Hamlin immediately comes to mind. Denny, we're accustomed to seeing him up front. He's had a lot of crashes, DNFs. He's had a lot of challenge. He's buried in points. We thought he would have been higher up in the point standings, and right now he struggles. So we've had a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and there's a lot of unknowns. And when we come into these races on these weekends, normally we have an idea about what to expect, and we just don't. And I think that that has also created some curiosity and some excitement as well about we don't know what we're going to see until we get to some of these racetracks. And it's created a lot of fun and excitement for the fans as well. Hey, Mike, Zach here again. I heard you mention Hendrick just a little bit ago. One guy that's having a breakout season is William Byron. For those that don't know, he took over the number 24 car. That was once Jeff Gordon's, and it was Chase Elliott's for a little while. Um, but what do you think about William Byron getting his contract extension of three years, and do you think he could actually be a championship favorite this year or just in the mix? I do think that he can be a championship favorite. He's already qualified for the playoffs with uh, the winning that he's done so far this year. Uh, he has been reunited with the crew chief from years past in Rudy Fugel, and we've all been waiting for William Byron to have that breakout year, and I feel that we're on the verge of seeing that. I really think that um, William is on the verge of breaking out and budding into NASCAR, uh, one of NASCAR's newest superstars. He's hovering. He goes about his business very quietly. He's not an in-your-face kind of guy. 
but this driver has really good skills. He's got a great skill set, and I think that with this new race car, with his new crew chief that he has from years gone by, that you put all that together and things are excelling right now. The successes of Chevrolet obviously helping with that, but I think William Byron is on the verge of having a breakout year, a year that we've been waiting for in the last couple of years. So I do believe that William Byron could be on the short list to be this year's champion. Time will tell. Lots of racing left to go, but I do believe that William Byron will definitely be in contention this year. Another thing I wanted to ask you, Mike, it's so nice to have you on this morning. Uh, I know Kyle Busch is losing a little bit of sponsorship. For those that don't know, he's the polarizing driver and the number 18, always takes the bow after a win. Uh, he's losing a little bit of sponsorship, and there's a little bit of rumors going around this could be his last year in that number 18 car, Toyota Camry. Uh, do you think this could possibly be the biggest free agent since Dale Jr. back in the day, or do you think he's going to get a deal done and stay in that number 18 car? Well, he's not lost a little bit of sponsorship. He's lost a lot of sponsorship. Eminem Mars will not be back in 2023. And I know lately he's been kind of prickly about you know what, what, what the future holds. I know that he wants to get it buttoned up, and he wants to he wants to get this all taken care of here so they can move on and deal with other things. I just don't see him leaving Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, it takes a lot to get sponsorship put together, get partners on the race car. Toyota and Joe Gibbs Racing do not want to lose Joe. Uh, uh, Toyota and Joe Gibbs Racing do not want to lose Kyle Busch. So all things are possible, right? But I do believe a deal can get done and will get done, and I don't believe Kyle Busch will be in the free agency market. But, hey, we're only in May. And the next season doesn't start till February. I know he wants it buttoned up. They're not there. Joe Gibbs said a couple weeks ago that it takes time. And they're talking to people. And they can't say anything publicly. But but things are in the works. Talks are being had to find that partner that wants to go on that on, on the quarter panels, that race car, that sponsorship that Eminem Mars was bringing as, I want to say, like 24, 25 races or so. So I don't, um, you know, to... To find a sponsor to commit to a car for that long and that amount of money is very difficult, but that's not to say that they're not out there. I'm not ready to say that Kyle Busch is leaving JGR and he's going to be a free agent. I do think that Toyota wants to keep him, and I do believe that they will keep him in some form or fashion. Mike Bagley with us, Motor Racing Network. Of course, uh, the race at Darlington coming up on Sunday in the Cup Series at 2.30 on our sister channel, K96. And I want to talk to you, Mike, real quick uh, about uh, Ohio's links to NASCAR. I know we have, uh, you know, a track up here, Sandusky, but we have a big track, uh, mid- the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course down around the uh, Lexington, Ohio area. The Truck Series has raced there. Plus, we have a truck racing team here in Sandusky, uh, Thor Sport Racing. Uh, well, well, what do you know, uh, Mike, about uh, the, the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course and Thor Sport and just uh, racing in Ohio in general? Well, we've been going to uh, Mid-Ohio here for almost a decade with the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and this year the Xfinity Series will leave Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course, and they're going to go out to Portland International Raceway in Oregon, and the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series will run their first race at Mid-Ohio this summer. Uh, and that's actually pretty cool because you mentioned Sandusky, Thor Sport Racing, you know, Matt Crafton, Christian Eckes, those drivers there, uh, they'll be able to race basically in front of their hometown crowd. I love going to Mid-Ohio. Um, we go down to uh, Lexington. We go down there once a year, and the fans always turn out. A lot of camping. And Mid-Ohio is one of those unique racetracks where you can wander around. You know, you don't have to be locked into one place. Basically, if you choose to, you can. 
but there are different vantage points where you can go and you can watch racing from. It's a fun weekend. We're always welcomed with open arms. We love coming to Mid-Ohio. And we can't wait to get there later this summer. As a matter of fact, I hope to bump into you guys there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, uh, my wife and I are planning on going to that. Maybe, Zach, I'll see you there as well, mid-Ohio. And uh, I know I had a chance to talk to uh, Ben Rhodes, the uh, Truck Series champion. I interviewed him a while ago, and uh, he's, he's such a good kid, a good young man for sure. But, Mike, uh, we're, we're out of time. Uh, thank you for your time here this morning. Uh, keep, keep up the great work there at MRN. Uh, again, we, we cover uh, select Truck Series races and all the Cup Series on our sister channel, K96. So thanks so much, Mike. Uh, You have a great weekend, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you uh, maybe down the road, okay? It's been a pleasure, and thank you for being a part of the MRN family. All right, Mike Bagley right there joining us from the Motor Racing Network. How cool was that, Zach? That was awesome, especially because I get to hear him on MRN every week, and I love listening to the races, watching them. And my favorite guy is William Byron. They do a great job propping him up. And I was trying not to be a little biased there and ask too many Byron questions, but you know I had to get one. I know you did. (laughs) Yeah, that was very cool. Uh, Yeah, Mike Bagley uh, uh, joining us there from the Motor Racing Network. Uh, What else is coming up on the Locker Room Show as we get ready to take a break? We'll talk to uh, John Livengood, St. Paul, of course, athletic director and football coach. uh, Mark Lane from the Sports Roundtable. We'll have that again here uh, this morning, uh, Brian Collars coming up next from the Sandusky Register. He runs the sports department there. We'll take a break here on the Locker Room Show. Also, if you missed it, we had a live broadcast at Progressive Field last night before the rain out. We were planning on having a game, but of course the rain didn't, uh, you know, the rain didn't let us have that. So, uh, we talked to Jim Rosenhaus though from the Guardians Radio Network yesterday and, uh, we recorded that interview. We're gonna play, uh, parts of that interview back here this morning too. Uh, about five, six minutes or so. So we'll take a break. Be back, folks, with Brian Collars from the Sandusky Register. You're listening to The Locker Room Show here on 95.3 WLKR. Warm up with better rates. Get a $300 cash rebate and a comfortable hoodie when you refinance your vehicle to Firelands Federal Credit Union. No matter what vehicle you choose, Firelands Federal Credit Union will help you get it at a comfortable rate. Refinance your current vehicle to potentially lower your rate or payment. Learn more online at firelandsfcu.org. Hoodie offer while supplies last expires May 25th. Domino's carry-out deal means you can carry out three topping pizzas for $7.99 each when you order online. That's right, $7.99 each every day. Just in case there's any confusion, we've set up a helpful website to confirm if today's a day you can carry out three topping pizzas for $7.99 each at Domino's. Just go to HowAboutToday.com to find out if Domino's online carry-out deal is valid today. Spoiler alert, it is. Carry-out only and online only. Select this offer. Charges may vary. Excludes XL and specialty pizzas. Crust availability varies by size. Local store may charge extra for toppings and sauces. Teamwork, discipline, and responsibility all go a long way in preparing today's student-athlete for the years after high school graduation. The Law Office of Harwood Niedermeyer encourages you to support high school athletics and the lessons it can teach. Also, please support the academic and music boosters. This message is a service of the Law Offices of Harwood Niedermeyer, 111 Myrtle Avenue, downtown Willard. Call 419-935-0171. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? 
less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Ohio. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. You want to give your baby everything, so start with a safe sleep area. Babies younger than one should always be placed to sleep on their backs on a firm and flat surface like a safety-approved crib and keep blankets, pillows, and other soft or loose items out of the crib when the baby is in it. Learn more about Safe Sleep for Babies at safetosleep.nichd.nih.gov. Sponsored by the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. Swung on, this is hit in the air. Deep right center field, this ball is gone! And it's a two-run home run to right center for Josh Naylor. It's the Guardians and the Blue Jays this afternoon in a traditional doubleheader at Progressive Field. First pitch of Game 1 at 2.10 with Guardians warm-up at 1.35. 95.3 WLKR. Tim Elkhorn here, radio play-by-play announcer for the Cavaliers. Right side to Darius, steps back, rainbow three, good! No, my! Darius Garland knocked that one in from Medina County. Now back to the Locker Room Show with Josh Bowman on 95.3 WLKR. All right, folks, welcome back here to the Locker Room Show. Josh Bowman here alongside Zach Dahl. Uh, 9.18 the time here on this um, Mother's Day weekend. Uh, I know I'm not going to get a chance to see my mom this weekend, but I'm going to definitely give her a call tomorrow and uh, send her some uh, funny messages through my phone, probably. Text her. and uh, Yeah, she's she's a listener. She The other day it was funny. I want to talk about it real quick. Uh, I, I called her out on... Uh, on our uh, sister station, K96, during the morning crew program, Cammy and I, I said, Mom, if you're listening, uh, you know, uh, we were joking about this Kentucky Fried Chicken bouquet of chicken and flowers that they have out there. And I was saying, they, I found the present for my mom. There it is. And I said, Mom, if you're listening, do you want that? <laughs> and uh, there's a WWE pay-per-view tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. So I said, maybe we can watch that and eat some chicken together and give you some flowers. And I said, does that sound like a great Mother's Day? <laughs> And she texted me right back. She was listening. <laughs> so I was like, uh, she said, oh, a- a- anything. That, that's, that's fine. She was like, uh, sounds good to me. <laughs> but anyway, it is Mother's Day weekend, folks. We'll have a special uh, Seinfeld clip uh, later on uh, dealing with moms, uh, Jerry's mom on the show, of course. But uh, we were going to talk to Brian Collars of the Sandusky Register, unable to hook up with him. But, uh, you know, uh, Edison, uh, we mentioned, uh, I know one of the questions that we had for him, and maybe we can get him here in uh, just a few if he calls us back here. Um, Edison baseball playing very well. I know you looked up some information on them, and uh, they're one of the teams playing well. Margareta baseball and softball also doing very well, too. And uh, we'll talk to him about that, as well as uh, uh, legendary coach uh, Larry Cook, who passed away. We'll talk about him as well with Brian, and hopefully uh, we'll get connected with him in just a few but uh, we had a chance to talk to Jim Rosenhouse yesterday at Progressive Field before the scheduled Guardians and Blue Jays game that got rained out. And uh, he was able to still talk with us even after 
the game was already postponed, and we were still there uh, doing our live broadcast for a little bit longer. And uh, we had scheduled Jim Rosenhouse to be on the show with us before the broadcast. And even after it got postponed, he said he'd still do it. So how cool was that? He's an awesome guy, and that's, like, it's hard to, like, I love watching the games on television, but you can't beat the radio crew no. for the Guardians. You can't, uh, for sure. So let's go ahead and play back some of that interview, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll get hooked up with Brian Collars here in just a few. But here you go, uh, Jim Rosenhouse, yesterday with the Captain Chris Morgan and I, live from Progressive Field. Yeah, one of the guys from the uh, Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. You hear him every day, pretty much. Uh, Jim Rosenhouse joining us here. And Jim, can we get a break weather-wise here in Cleveland? Can we? <laughs> what a messy start to the season. I had two, two shorter home stands, and and just marred by rainouts and postponements, snow the first time around. So uh, a little bit of everything. You guys get to work on your rainout coverage here today. <laughs> we it's, do. Yeah, it's miserable out there. And the uh, doubleheader, of course, uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. a traditional doubleheader uh, on Saturday against uh, the Blue Jays. Uh, do, do you like these traditional doubleheaders? I guess, ready or not, here they come again, I, right? I think so, more so than, than a split, just because, you know what, you play one and get going with the next one, and and, um, and there you go, you have a day. It's interesting, um, you know, last the last couple of years they've had the seven in mm-hmm. doubleheaders, and I know uh, Terry Francona is a, kind of a big proponent of that just from the standpoint of, of saving your pitching. Right, um, right. So it, it does stress your pitching. You do get to add an extra player, so that helps. But if there's that danger, if you have a short start by one of your starting pitchers, that can really put you in a bind, not only for that day, but it can impact you down the road. So that's the only danger. Um, it's funny who you talked to. I, I ran into Josh Naylor yesterday, and and uh, he had a pretty good day in the doubleheader on mm-hmm. Wednesday against the Padres, and he said he loves them, loves doubleheaders. He goes, the more baseball, the better. And that goes back to um, when he was a kid and, and playing travel ball. A lot of the, the travel ball tournaments would be over the weekend, and you'd play you know, a couple of games Friday, a couple of games Saturday, and then if you played well, you'd get a couple of more on Sunday. And he loved it. He just <laughs> loved playing. So um, I guess it's who you talk to, but um, they're hard to win. Um, they're hard to sweep a, a doubleheader, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, so we'll see what happens against the Blue Jays. Now, of course, you mentioned Josh Naylor there, Jim, had a really good couple of days. Another guy that had a really good couple of days, Stephen Kwan. My goodness, this rookie phenom for this Guardians team had the walk-off hit to win the game in the second game of the doubleheader against the Padres, his first home run yesterday. He has just been an absolute godsend for this yeah. team so far. And it's amazing because he had that, just the ridiculous first week as a major leaguer. And even he acknowledged, look, that's going to slow down a little bit. But he keeps doing some things that help the team win. Um, and here we are in the second month of the season and in the second month of his major league career. So it's exciting, and, and I think he's had a real good perspective on it. Um, he's obviously gotten a, a ton of notoriety nationally as well as, as here in Cleveland, uh, but seems to handle it really well, and his teammates really like him, which is is huge. I think that's a, a credit to how he's handling everything. Um, I, I mean, it, he has the type of swing and the type of approach at the plate where there's no reason to think he can't continue, maybe not at this pace, but there's no reason to think he can't continue and have a real solid season. Uh, Fran Moraes looks like he's uh, breaking mm-hmm. out of his slump. Uh, you know, three hits the uh, yesterday, I believe, Thursday, and he had a big hit uh, the game before that. Uh, 
with a guy like that, you know he's eventually going to come around. His track record says that, that he will, and he looks like uh, he's maybe snapping out of that slump. You always hope that you end up where your baseball card says you, you should be <laughs> at the end of the season, um, and sometimes it's a, a roller coaster on how you get there. But um, yeah, Tito always says, look, you, you want to stay with these guys because as cold as they might be, uh, you don't want to miss the hot stretch that, that evens things out. And, uh, you know, he hasn't hit for the power that we normally see, but that real good signs the last couple of days. And, and usually that's first and then the power comes. So we'll see what happens. So, Jim, I think a lot of people that don't know what goes into a baseball broadcast every single day, they wouldn't know what guys like you do in cases where a game gets rained out. So what what do you normally do after that case where a game gets postponed and you kind of have the rest of your evening kind of freed up a little uh, bit? You go home and have dinner with your family. It's kind of like a snow day when you were a kid. Um, and, and I shouldn't say that because... Going to baseball games, not like going to school when you're a kid. But, right, right. But I, you know, you, you play so many games and, and a lot of them are at night, so you rarely have a chance to go out to dinner or, or have dinner at home. Uh, we threw some stuff on the grill the other night and, um, it was just an unexpected nice night at home. So, uh, you treasure those during the baseball season because you don't get them very often, um, with the idea being that you'll have a lot of baseball the next day, but it's, uh, you don't want them as often as we've had them. That's the no. problem. You know, usually it's it, when you're in one of those 20 game and 20 day stretches, uh, it's not bad to have one. But at this time of year, I mean, you're just getting going and, uh, you've had a bunch of them already. So this is less than ideal. But, uh, in a lot of cases, it's, it's kind of fun to just be able to enjoy an evening that maybe you didn't expect. Yeah. Before we let you go here, Jim, uh, in terms of, you know, having those quote unquote snow days that uh, coming with that is the double headers. Uh, do you mind calling the doubleheaders, uh, you, you and Tom? You know, it's funny. The the two we've had so far this year, they, they've been kind of fun. I mean, we had two one-run games the other day, and, uh, and they were good ball games. So you get done it. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of baseball. And you're like, oof, you know. <laughs> when you think about it, I think we got done at 9, right around 9 o'clock the other night. Yeah. And we had gone on the air at, uh, at 1230. So that's, that's a long day. But, I mean, it's you're watching baseball. And, and that, those were two good games. So it was, you didn't really notice how, you know, that was that long a day. So, uh, we've been fortunate because the first doubleheader against the White Sox went really well too. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll have two good games here tomorrow. We'll just have to see. But with that, we'll let you go, Jim, and uh, let you go have dinner with your family. <laughs> Enjoy that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jim. All right, there you go. Jim Rosenhaus from Progressive Field yesterday. I had a chance to talk with him uh, during our live broadcast before the scheduled game before it got rained out between uh, the Guardians and the Blue Jays. They will play two today, if you heard us talking about it during that interview there. Uh, traditional doubleheader today at Progressive Field, uh, the Guardians in Toronto. 135 for uh, pregame for Game 1, and then Game 1's first pitch at 210, and then Game 2 about a half hour, 45 minutes after Game 1. So uh, I know rainouts are terrible, that nobody likes rainouts, but mm. what do rainouts bring? They bring doubleheaders. So oh, they, yeah. I, I love doubleheaders. Yeah, my grandpa's always a guy that has loved double headers, and back in the day when they used to have more often, he would like pack a huge lunch and go <laughs> and bring like my mom and her sister. But uh, I hope uh, the Guardians go out there and stomp the Jays. That would really help me out a little bit, since I've turned uh, a little bit of heel, like if you want to use heel the turn. WWE phrase. Basically, uh, what, was Holly, what was Hulk Hogan when he uh, turned heel? What was his nickname? 
Um, I don't know what his nickname was. What was it? The Immortal? Uh, I don't know. Basically, I remember it like it was NWA, and it was like the biggest heel turn ever, and that's how my family's basically treating me, turned into a Yankees fan. It's just, <laughs> they basically rip my hat off, throw it on the ground. It's They're not happy about it. <laughs> basically, folks, we're talking about when you turn from a good guy to a bad guy in pro wrestling. That's basically what we're talking about. But anyhow, let's talk about this. Uh, the Monroeville Athletic Boosters, they're holding their annual golf scramble coming up in June on the 25th at Woosicket Golf Course on Mason Road in Sandusky. Uh, it will uh, start at 8 a.m., shotgun start, 75 bucks a person. There will be prizes for first and second place teams. It includes 18 holes of golf, raffles, and hole prizes, a 50-50, as well as skins, other prizes, and a meal included. Of course, that is, that's what I would sign up for, that meal included right there. Uh, help support the Monroeville Athletic Boosters. You can contact Travis Barman at 7, uh, 419-744-4337. To enter your team and or sponsor a hole for $100, uh, openings for 36 teams uh, at this. So, uh, uh, And it has filled up, it says, in previous years, so call as soon as possible to reserve your spot again. That number is 744-4337. To speed up your check-in, there needs to be a team captain that will collect your team's entry fee and then check the team in. Again, that's June 25th at uh, Woosicket Golf Course on Mason Road, uh, just outside of Sandusky. Uh, 8 a.m. shotgun start, 75 bucks a person. And I know you're a big golfer. That sounds like a lot of fun, don't it? Yeah, I've been a part of a couple uh, scrambles like that. And shotgun start basically means they're going to start people on almost every hole. They're going to tell you where to go. And these are really fun. You get a few buddies. Maybe you get, like, your dad or your cousin. Mm-hmm. And it's just a whole event. It's a fun day, even if you're not playing too well, which is more often the case for me. <laughs> um, but you get... The best part is just, like, when you get the chill after playing and then you get, like, freshly cooked hot dogs, you get fresh food, and you get to sit there, and it's usually pretty beautiful in June. So you can have a real fun day and especially have some great food if you attend this, and I'm sure it's going to fill up quick. All right, so best of luck to everybody signing up for that. Monroeville Athletic Boosters Annual Golf Scramble, June 25th, Woosicket Golf Course on Mason Road in Sandusky. We'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk to John Livengood as we continue kind of our uh, series of interviews with athletic directors. Of course, he's also the head football coach at St. Paul. We'll, we'll talk a little football with him, too. Uh, of course, uh, we're, we're not going to miss that opportunity. So we'll take a break. Be back with John Livengood after this here on The Locker Room Show. Stay with us. By now, most of you are familiar with Noble Sports and Trophies in Norwalk. Dwight and the crew have been around since 1986. But do you know everything that they do? They do silkscreen printing, embroidery, heat press, vinyl cutting, custom designs, team wear, awards, scratch engraving, laser engraving, glass engraving, and add specialty items. Add all that to their 30 years of experience, and why would you go anywhere else but Noble Sports and Trophies? On 8.5 East Seminary Street in Norwalk. The Bellevue Hospital extends best wishes, good health, and success to all area student-athletes. The athlete's choice to be active, play hard, keep fit, and work to be on top of their games sets a great example for all of us to make healthy choices. And the Bellevue Hospital is the right choice for all of your health care needs. Visit them online at BellevueHospital.com or follow them on Facebook. The Bellevue Hospital, quality care close to home for over 100 years. 
If your home is too hot in the summer or too cold in the winter, or maybe your heating and cooling bill is way too high, it's probably time for a new heating and cooling unit for your home. In Huron County, call the folks at Norwalk Heating and Air, and in Erie County, call Huron Heating and Air. Norwalk Heating and Air and Huron Heating and Air are your hometown Lennox dealerships. Lennox Heating and Air Conditioning Units deliver you the perfect temperature, efficiency, and energy savings for your home. Call Norwalk Heating and Air or Huron Heating and Air for a free estimate today. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're lucky you're not cursed with this charisma. You're listening to The Locker Room Show on the Sports Voice of the Firelands, 95.3 WLKR. All right, back here in the Locker Room Show, Josh Bowman alongside Zach Dahl. And uh, uh, we're going to go right into our next guest right now as uh, we have a time of 9.34 and 50 degrees outside. And John Livengood joining us, St. Paul Athletic Director and Head Football Coach. Good morning, John. How's it been going in spring sports-wise? <laughs> you say that with, or ask that with a chuckle, so you kind of know. Uh, good morning, guys. It's great to talk with you. It's, uh, it's been kind of a challenging spring between the rain and the cold weather and, uh, you know, and the lack of officials. It's, uh, it's been a challenge, but, you know, we are pretty much caught up with our baseball and softball games. We actually only are one league game behind, uh, going into the last week of the regular season schedule. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're hoping with a good week of weather coming up here, we're able to, uh, get all of our regular season games in yeah it looks like mother nature is going to give us a little break next week john for sure <laughs> we're looking forward to it <laughs> yeah for sure uh and uh speaking of spring sports i know uh, your your baseball team ha- having a tremendous season this year so far yeah they're doing a nice job and we we lost some really good players last year uh you know scotty adelman he's pitching down at tiffin and uh, tyler perkins was uh you know, he's a senior this year, but with getting his football scholarship, he decided, you know, not to, not to play baseball this spring and get ready for, uh, going to play at Iowa State. And, you know, so it's our top two pitchers that were both first team all conference. And, you know, not having those guys, it was a, you know, looking to be a big challenge going into the season. We've got a lot of sophomores out there, but they're really doing a nice job. Coach Freeze is doing a great job. And, uh, you know, the, the, the players are really stepping up. You know, I was out there the other night, Monday night, we were, it was the last time we were able to play a baseball game and, and, uh, had a big game with Plymouth and, you know, I was counting out there and I'm thinking sophomore, 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 sophomore. So we got a ton of sophomores playing, um, you know, and, uh, they're just stepping up and doing a great job. John Livengood here with us from St. Paul. And, uh, John, how about the rest of your sports here in the spring? Uh, how are they doing? You know, softball got their second win uh, the other night versus St. Mary's. Unbelievably, we were able to play Thursday night over at St. Mary's, and, and uh, you know we, we had a nice win over there. Uh, you know, it's been a struggle. Our numbers are really low with softball, um, but the, you know the attitudes are good. The coaches are working hard with them, um, and uh, you know they were able to pick up their second win. Uh, they're over at Danbury this morning. Danbury's got a, a turf softball field, so we were able to play over there uh, this morning. Uh, they'll. they'll start off at about 11 o'clock 
um, you know, they're doing well. You know, they're getting getting better every time out. And again, they're very young and low numbers. Uh, our track team is having a really nice season. We had our uh, Catholic schools invite on Thursday, and uh, both the boys team and the girls team were able to uh, come away with the first place awards. So, uh, a lot of individual great performances out of the track team, and uh, you know, we had a really strong cross country season. A lot of those kids that, that run distance and middle distance are, are doing a great job, and, and we're hopefully we can get them down to Columbus in June. Hey, John, it's Zach here. Uh, flipping the more of fall sports, everyone around here knows uh, you're an awesome head coach at St. Paul, and I want to know, after doing it for so long and being successful for so long, what are the things that bring you satisfaction throughout the season that really make you smile and make the job worth doing that you just love doing it? Well, you know, 2020 kind of put things in perspective for me. I think it did for a lot of us. Uh, you know, we're going through that COVID season, not being able to play in the spring, do anything in the spring of 2020. We weren't able to be with the kids and lift to do anything like that. And, you know, getting them back going and get, getting that season in, we only played six, six regular season games and, and uh, you know, made a nice little playoff run there. And then, you know, last year, you know, we, we were young going into the season. We had, you know, we had to replace a lot of offensive and defensive linemen. We really didn't know what to expect. And our schedule got a little bit more challenging with adding here in as the first game. And, uh, you know, the kids went 9-1 and one the regular season. They lost to, to a really, really good Crestview team uh, week 9, uh, but then made a nice little postseason run. And I uh, got a lot of those players back. We played a lot of sophomores last this past season in football. And, and uh, you know, we got a lot of those kids back. Got some, But the thing that probably brings me the most is I still have fun coaching. I love being out there with the guys. I love seeing those success stories where you got kids that don't have a lot of confidence, don't feel like, you know, Am I ever going to be able to be a varsity football player? And they work hard in the weight room, and you see them toil, and you see them get better and gain confidence. And, and you know, by the time they're a junior or senior, they're able to step out there on the varsity field and contribute and, and, and be good players and sometimes evolve into all-conference players. And Those are probably my favorite things about, about football is just seeing those kids that really overachieve and work hard. And, and we've got a lot of those kids. And, and uh you know, that's what makes me most proud. That's what makes puts a smile on my face. <laughs> that's what keeps me coming back. That's what I really enjoy. I love coaching offensive line. Uh, you know, they're always kind of the overachieving kids, maybe not the fastest kids or the strongest kids, but they're always hardworking kids and they got a lot of desire. So love doing that and, and uh, hope to continue doing that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, John Livengood here with us uh, from St. Paul and uh, John. Uh, uh, what I've always wondered is, you know, with, uh, you know, there are other ones, uh, you know, you being a head football coach and an athletic director, I know there are some others out there that do the same. Uh, how, how do you find uh, kind of that balance between both of those uh, year after year? It's gotten a lot more difficult. Uh, the, the athletic director job has changed so much. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think how many years this is. I think uh, 32 or 33 years I've been athletic director and the last 15 to 20 years, it's just got every year it gets a little bit more difficult. The, uh, the, the things that we have to do and the monitoring we have to do, you know, when we first started coaching, you know, all we had to do is keep track of first aid and CPR. And now there's about eight things that coaches need to do just to coach and, and, you know, monitoring that and keeping that, you know, and those are things sometimes they, some of them renew every year, some of them renew every two or three years, five years, whatever. You know, keeping track of that's very difficult. Uh, you know, everything is online now. It used to be all you had a carbon copy contract that you mailed to each other and you did it. And uh, now everything's online. And 
doesn't always work. The arbiter system, you know, sometimes is a little bit difficult to navigate for for both the athletic directors and, and, and officials. Um, but I think that's getting better, and we're getting a better understanding of things. But you know, there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of things to do, and and uh, balancing both. You know, trying to be a head football coach, you got to wear the AD hat during the day, and I'm also being a student, so there's you know sometimes disciplinary issues that I've got to deal with, and trying to balance that, and then you know put on your other hat of being a head football coach, and you get in the weight room after school, and then you know you shift gears from that, and you go from being a head football coach in the weight room, and then you got to go run a track meet or watch a baseball softball game or do something like that. It's it's a it's a full day every day. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, a lot, you know, the winter time's the same thing. You're going from school to, to weight room back to the the gym for you know covering basketball games and events and um you know it's a challenge and uh it's a lot harder just uh, you know as i've gotten older too <laughs> you know <laughs> don't quite have as much energy as i did when i was in my 30s and 40s so um but i enjoy it i love being around the kids uh you know we went to prom last week last saturday night and you know it's one of those things i love well, i don't know if i'll spend my saturday you know, doing this, standing at a dance. But, you know, I really had a good time, enjoyed watching the kids have fun. They were well-behaved and respectful and, and had a great time. And, you know, those types of things, I mean, that's why you get into education because you want to make a difference in kids' lives and you want to see the things that you enjoyed about school. And, and uh, you know, it, it's really it brings a lot of satisfaction. Yeah, I know that, uh, you know, just speaking from myself here, uh, that's why I, I do uh, all this high school sports work that we do here, uh, covering all the high school sports, and it's for the kids, for sure. Uh, and uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, um, most people out there uh, don't ever forget that, you know, and uh, that, I think that's the key to remember, you know, you're doing this all for the kids, John. Absolutely, and, and uh I think back to this past season when, you know, we had, you know, a situation with South Central where they had a COVID issue and we had to find a, a, a non-league game, you know, in the middle of the week and, and prepare for that. And, you know, we talked a lot to the kids about response and we played a very, very good Eden team that ended up going nine and one in the regular season. Um, you know, we were their only loss. And, you know, we won a shootout with them and, just seeing the joy on the kids' face because you saw you went through the whole range of emotions through the week. We had prepared for South Central. We were already had a day or two of practicing for South Central, and and uh, all of a sudden, you know, you got to shift gears and that look of, you know, what's happening on the kids' faces to okay, let's get busy and get on this. And they did a great job with that. And then seeing them come away with a with a win against a really really good football team and just that joy it's something I'll never forget. I mean, it was one of those things that you know. The, the, the students rushing the field after the game and just the smiles in the locker room after the game, it was it was a lot of fun. And, again, those are the types of things that are lasting memories for those kids. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, good stuff there, John. Uh, that, that goes down to one of my favorite football games I've ever covered, uh, that Eden game for sure. Uh, John, of course, uh, before I let you go here, i got to talk a little football with you, a little high school football. Well, what's your uh, schedule look like uh, for uh, next season? Well, we uh, we you know we're going to open our scrimmages with uh, uh, we opened with Keystone, a uh, very strong playoff team year in and year out. Edison's our second scrimmage. Uh, again, another team that's been in the playoffs and had a lot of success recently. Then we open up our first game with Huron. Our second game is with uh, Ontario, and that's a change. Uh, Fremont St. Joe decided not to renew our contract with them in football, so we're just playing Ontario for one year. Um, we could not get a home game with them. They needed a home game. 
And we need two home games. So, uh, actually, we're only going to have three home games this year because we have not been able to fill, fill our number eight week with, uh, for New London yet. So, uh, right now, as it stands, we only have three home games, but we got Ontario, then Tiffin Calvert, and then we get into our league schedule. Again, we got our week eight open. Um, we're hoping we can find somebody, uh, to fill in there and we'll adjust like we did last year and, and, uh, hopefully that can be a home game for us. And, you know, week nine's a big game of Ashland Crestview. They return a lot of their starters. We return a lot of their starters. They went 10 and 0 in the regular season. So, and then our last game again against Monroeville, our rival. So that's always a big week. So it's going to be a challenging season for sure. All right, we're looking forward to it, John. Uh, thanks for the great conversation. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we really enjoyed talking to you this morning. Uh, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Have a great Mother's Day weekend, and uh, we will talk to you uh, down the road, okay? You too, guys. Really enjoyed talking with you, and, and uh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. All right, John Livengood there. Thanks to him uh, for joining us here this morning. Great conversation, there. that was good stuff. Oh, yeah, always love hearing from him. And just in my mind, he's always been just a legendary coach and I'm from New London. So let's just say we didn't, if we had about 14 points on the board at halftime, it was a success. Like most people are like, <laughs> we didn't expect to do that. They, right. they just put out great team after great team after great team. And he does a phenomenal job. And I always like compare him to like the Nick Saban of the Firelands Conference. Don't know how he does it, but every year it's a great team that can always go to the state championship and win it. All right, there you go. Uh, folks, I want to play this little clip here for you. We mentioned Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day weekend here. Uh, Sunday, of course, Mother's Day. So I wanted to play this little clip. It has to do with uh, Seinfeld and uh, his mom and just a little conversation that he was having here. So here's my little tribute to the moms out there. Morty, do you hear this? Some crazy guy is after Jerry. I'll make a few phone calls. Who are you going to call? What are you worried about? I want to know what you did to this guy that he's after you. I didn't do anything. Well, you must have done something. No, he just doesn't like me. Doesn't like you? How could anyone not like you? No, it seems impossible. Doesn't like you? How could that be? Ma, I know this may be hard for you to understand, but I'm sure there are many people who do not like me. Jerry, don't say that. It's true. No, it isn't. It's not true. You're a wonderful, wonderful boy. Everybody likes you. It's impossible not to like you. Impossible. Morty? Maybe some people don't like him. I can see that. <laughs> that one gets me every time, folks. Uh, good stuff there. Uh, the actress that played uh, Jerry's mom on the show just recently passed away, too. So uh, uh, condolences there. But... Uh, <laughs> So funny. Anyhow, folks, we will take a break. When we come back, folks, it's time to step up to the round table, pull up a seat. And we'll talk with Mark Lane coming up. Also, our trivia question coming up as well, uh, brought to you by Domino's. So we'll have that as well. And it is Kentucky Derby Day. Ooh, derby time. So uh, we'll go ahead and talk a little derby, see who Mark Lane has as his favorite. Coming up next, stay with us. Hi. 
caring, innovative. These are just a few of the words that our patients use to describe their experience at Fisher Titus Medical Center. Every day, our staff strives to treat each of our patients as if they were one of our own, like Fisher Titus family. At Fisher Titus, we're proud to offer our community a wide range of services, from pediatrics to senior care, ensuring you get the right care right here in your own community. We are here for you. We are Fisher Titus Medical Center. To find a location near you, visit FisherTitus.org. Westside Sunoco, located on West Main Street in Norwalk, is proud to provide you with quality Sunoco fuel and proud to serve your community. Whether you need to fill your tank up or fill your belly with a cup of coffee, energy drink, or snack to get you through the day, it's safe to say Westside Sunoco has you covered. Westside Sunoco is a proud supporter of all local athletes. Congratulations to the parents, coaches, and of course the student athletes for your success. Everyone from Westside Sunoco will be cheering you on. Hi, I'm Brandon Baldoff with Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. All of us at Baldoff strive to make all your floor care needs as seamless as possible. Even with all the economic issues going on with supply chain and employment retention, we have been blessed with a great staff of cleaners, installers, and office personnel who are experienced and know how to help you with any of your cleaning and flooring needs. For the best results and services, please give us a call. We will take pride in what you stand on. Visit Baldoff's.com and find us on Facebook or East Main Street in downtown Norwalk. Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering. We take pride in what you stand on. Are you dreaming of something greater? A college degree, job skills, a rewarding career. The Ohio Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Ohio National Guard Scholarship Program could pay 100% of your college tuition. You're eligible for the scholarship as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving in the Ohio Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. He's a man. Welcome back to the Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. It's time for the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Lane, with the Sports Roundtable. Mark joins Josh to talk all things sports, including high school athletics, the Tribe, the Blue Jackets, the Browns and Buckeyes, as well as what he is grilling for dinner. The Sports Roundtable and the Locker Room Show begins now. Yes, he is. Welcome to the show. Uh, welcome back to the show here. Uh, Josh Bowman hanging out with Zach Dahl here in studio at the Radio Ranch in Milan. And with us on the line with the Sports Roundtable, it is Mark Lane. Good morning, Mark, on this sunny Saturday. Uh, as we said, well, what, what is going on? The sunshine? Uh, that that can't be. I know, and, and, and what a difference it makes from, from yesterday afternoon when you and the captain were uh, over at Progressive Field and... Uh, didn't get a ball game in. Oh, I know. Uh, terrible. How how bad has the weather been in terms of uh, messing up uh, spring sports and the Guardians games? Yeah, you know, and, and I thought I thought Coach Livengood brought up a good point in the fact that, you know, on top of the weather and rescheduling the games, you know, there's a shortage of uh, officials in uh, high school sports right now. And that complicates matters when, you know, you might be able to get the teams matched up to be able to play 
a makeup game, but you can't get, uh, you know, your umpires uh, to officiate it. I know sometimes, uh, you, you, uh, well, I know, uh, I've already seen where I think it was a game in Vermillion was, uh, was canceled because of no umpires. So, uh, I know that's, that's a challenge. So folks, if you're interested, uh, go to ohsaa.net and, uh, go on there and, uh, check out their, uh, or .org, excuse me, .org and, uh, check out uh, their website. They have, uh, information on how to become an official on there. So if you're interested in doing yeah, that. And that's all sports, uh, wrestling, basketball, baseball, football, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's important to, uh, if, if I was a, a younger man, you know, I might think about to get involved with that. And if I wasn't covering everything that I cover, I might think about that too. But well, yeah, we we are kind of busy, uh, you know, on Friday nights <laughs> and Saturday nights with that too. <laughs> yeah, moving on to basketball too. That, that there's a lot of running in basketball, and I don't think I can yeah. do that. <laughs> I, I think I'd be a pretty decent baseball ump, but I'd love to be a behind the plate guy because you know each ump has their own like guttural sound. They like when there's a strike, <laughs> so you get to come up with your own like sound for when it's a strike. There you go. Uh, Mark, uh, h- how are you feeling about uh, the Guardians so far this season? I know uh, about a 500 team right now. Well, you know, the the thing is it's a young team, and uh, you get a little a little frustration. But, you know, with, with Tito there, you know, he's such a great teacher and, and manager. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really uh, – that's really uh, – uh, important, you know, especially with these young kids and, uh, you know, probably the surprise. I mean, everybody, you know, wondered, you know, uh, Jose signed that great contract and, and he's just, you know, he's still flat out playing. There's no letdown at all with, with him. But then you, you've got, uh, you've got Quan, the, the rookie that just kind of came out of nowhere. And, you know, he's still, uh, he's still playing well, you know. He, he was off a little bit after he, he hit the hit the wall there uh, against the Yankees, but mm-hmm. you know he came back this week and uh, you know he's had a couple of big hits. He hit his first home run the other day, and uh, he's a real important contributor to the team right now. Talk with Mark Lane, Sports Roundtable here on the Locker Room Show, and uh, Mark, I want to get your thoughts on uh, the NFL draft, and I haven't had a chance to. Uh, to kind of round that out, we talked to Scott Petrak, who gave us uh, his thoughts uh, last week. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on how how your teams did in the draft? Well, I, I thought both the both the Packers and the Browns uh, had had a pretty good draft. Of course, it's hard to to tell right now. You know, you've got to go about three years down the road. Mm-hmm. But one thing you have to keep in mind with the Browns draft is, you know, they filled a lot of positions with players that aren't expected to play right now, but they have to look, because of the salary cap, to the future like they picked up a running back, and, you know, who knows if Kareem will be back with them, you know, uh, in in the future, uh, because with the money, uh, especially that they spent on the quarterback, sometimes you've got to fill those positions. You can't keep the players that you want to keep because you don't have enough money, so... uh I, I think they're being smart about it, and, and of course, the other thing we have to keep in mind with the draft, we didn't have a first or a second round pick, but we did pick up a uh, outstanding uh, quarterback, uh, hopefully, and, uh, you know, we also picked up a good wide receiver from the Cowboys. Speaking of the Browns draft, Mark, how you doing? And... um with the drafting of Cade York, the kicker, uh, one of the earliest kickers taken, and the Browns releasing all the possible kicking competition, 
Uh, how do you feel about him? I know that he uh, is known for making some pretty big kicks from a long distance, but I saw he's like 11 of 19 from 41 to 49 yards, and that, as a fan, kind of makes me a little nervous. So what are your thoughts on him, and uh, do you think he possibly could be the next Phil Dawson or Justin Tucker in the NFL? Well, that's certainly what we can hope for. <laughs> I was a little surprised that, uh, you know, that they, they, they got rid of their existing kickers, although, you know, that might have been a situation where trying to give them an opportunity to latch on to another team, and I'm sure that they're going to bring some kickers in at camp to, to give them a little competition. But uh, it's pretty impressive. I, I don't know if you saw that, uh, what was it, uh, 57-yarder that he kicked in the fog? That that was that was pretty impressive when you can't see the goalposts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so uh, for sure. Talk with Mark Lane here, Sports Roundtable. Uh, Mark, uh, Kentucky Derby Day. Uh, do you follow the Derby at all, or do you, do you watch it at all? Well, my great grandmother. I mean, it was like hallowed ground for her. <laughs> I've never gotten really big into it, but I I, I still do uh, pay attention to it because. You know, it's a heck of a heck of a, a note, and uh, you know, if you're going to go for a long shot, Cyberknife is is the is the horse that I would go for with with twenty to one odds because uh, uh, I I've heard uh, you know some of the commentators talking about how uh, the horse has, has performed well in 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 training, getting ready for it. Of course, I think uh, Zandon is the favorite with Epicenter and Messier is the the, the three top horses. Yeah, and I heard that Messier is uh, named after the hockey player, uh, Hall of Famer Mark Messier from the Rangers. Mm. Well, you know, I wasn't sure, but that was my bet on that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it uh, on SportsCenter uh, when I woke up in the middle of the night, couldn't sleep, watched some SportsCenter, and uh, they were talking about that, so that's how I know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, well, that was that was a great Edmonton Oilers team with, uh, you know, with Flurry uh, and uh, Messier oh. and Gretzky. Grant Fuhrer in goal. <laughs> yeah, they they won how many you know cups there, and uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. But uh, uh, well, we'll uh, go ahead and let you go here, Mark. Anything else before uh, we sign off here? Uh, just uh, I did see that uh, Preston Ray for Bellevue is is going to play football at uh, John Livingwood's alma mater, mater uh, Ohio Northern, and, and of course. Uh, uh, and Justin Smythe and Evan Straub from Bellevue are going to wrestle a tip in you. But the most important thing is, you know, a happy Mother's Day and, and make sure that, uh, you know, you, you, you talk to your mother if you can't see your mom. And, and I say that because I lost my mom uh, five years ago, and you don't realize how much you miss them until, uh, until they're gone. Good stuff, Mark. Good stuff, man. All right, we'll go ahead and let you go here, Mark. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. We have, one just a handful of shows to go here, about three more to go before we uh, wrap up for the season. Yeah, and uh, only 14 uh, weeks and six days until we kick off uh, Friday Night Lights. Can't wait, Mark. Can't wait. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, guys. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, folks, that'll pretty much wrap up the show here. Before we let you go, though, of course, uh, it's time for our Domino's trivia question, your chance to win a free Domino's pizza, mm. if you know the answer to that. And uh, what's better than Domino's pizza? Not much, but a free one is better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, folks, yesterday while I was at the ballpark, um, Chris Morgan and I were about the only ones in the press box 
because uh, we got there really early to do Chris's uh, afternoon show at 3 o'clock, so we were pretty much the only ones in there. So I was walking around, and I ran into Rick Manning, a uh, b- broadcaster for uh, the uh, – uh, Cleveland Guardians, of course, on the TV side. So my question is going to be about Rick Manning. Uh, I find it interesting that he's from Niagara Falls, New York. I, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, that That's his hometown. But, of course, he played uh, for the uh, then Cleveland Indians, and he played uh, for the Indians from 1975 to 1983. But he also played for another team from 1983 to 1987. Who is that? Was it Minnesota? Was it Milwaukee or Atlanta? Minnesota, Milwaukee, or Atlanta, give us a call, folks. That phone number here in Norwalk, 419-663-4953. Sandusky, 419-609-4953. Toll-free, 866-663-4953. What other team did Rick Manning play for besides Cleveland during his career? Uh, He won a gold glove in Cleveland, by the way, too, in 1976, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Did he play for Minnesota, Milwaukee, or Atlanta? We'll go ahead and take one little break here. Come back and wrap it up after this. Swung on. This is hit in the air. Deep right center field. This ball is gone. And it's a two-run home run to right center for Josh Naylor. It's the Guardians and the Blue Jays this afternoon in a traditional doubleheader at Progressive Field. First pitch of game one at 210 with Guardians warm-up at 135. 95.3 WLKR. The Morning Show with Melissa and Johnny S. Like, it's my password. If I want to get hacked, I'll get hacked, okay? Right. I mean, it has to be at least 12 characters. I don't understand it. It's just more aggravating than anything else. It is more aggravating than anything else. Just leave us alone. Leave us alone. I mean, what's somebody going to do? Take my stuff? Good luck, man. What are you going to do? Steal Steal my my identity? identity? Good. Do better with it than me. (laughs) I'm doing a terrible job with it. Have at it. Every weekday morning from 6 to 10 on 95.3 WLKR. Hi, this is Tom Hamilton. Swing and a high drive. This is hit a ton. Deep right. Eaton track. Wall. Gone! A two-run home run to right. You're listening to Josh Bowman on The Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. All right, back here on The Locker Room Show, wrapping things up. Did not get a caller for our trivia uh, I'll narrow it down. Was it Minnesota or Milwaukee? Minnesota or Milwaukee. Uh, what other team did uh, Rick Manning, uh, Guardians uh, TV broadcaster, uh, in, during his career? He played for Cleveland uh, for uh, 1975 to 1983 during those seasons, but he also played 83 to 87 with another team. Was it Minnesota or Milwaukee? Give us a call, folks, uh, off the air as we're going to sign off here, and you can win yourself a free Domino's pizza. So, Zach, uh, that'll pretty much do it. Thanks for stopping by here uh, this morning and hanging out for an hour, and always a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it was and it was an awesome show, especially like it, it just always flies by so fast, and uh, it was a real treat for me getting to talk to Mike Bagley earlier because I'm since about 2020 since the pandemic, it's been a lot of fun watching the races. That was the only thing on for a minute, mm-hmm. and ever since then, uh, I've really enjoyed working all the races. And this week's going to be real good on K96. Uh, 2.30, it will start the pregame in about 3.20, 3.30. They'll probably get started, and it's the throwback weekend, and it's going to be a fun race at a legendary track in Darlington. 
So there you go. Uh, tune in on K96 for that. Uh, today we got a traditional doubleheader of Cleveland Guardians baseball against Toronto. 135 for pregame, 210 for game one, then game two will follow. And then on Sunday for Mother's Day, the Guardians host Toronto. 105 pregame, 144 first pitch. For Zach Dahl, I'm Josh Bowman. I want to thank all of our guests here. Mike Bagley, Brian Collars, John Livengood, uh, Jim Rosenhaus. Uh, uh, didn't get Brian Collars, but uh, we will have him on here in the future. Uh, John Livengood, Mark Lane, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks uh, to the sponsors as well. Have a great Mother's Day. Uh, take your mom out tomorrow if you can. It's supposed to be a decent day. Take her to the ballpark uh, for the uh, Guardians game tomorrow. And My mom might like that, might not. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll go ahead and uh, sign off here, and uh, we'll take care, folks. Well, God bless you. We'll see you back here next week on The Locker Room Show on 95.3 WLKR. And that'll do it for this week's Locker Room Show. Today's show has been brought to you by West Side Sunoco, Noble Sports and Trophies, the law offices of Harwood and Niedermeyer, Fisher Titus Medical Center, Domino's Pizza, Bellevue Hospital, and Baldoff's Carpet Cleaning and Floor Covering on the Sports Voice of the Firelands 95.3 WLKR. Well, bye.